Welcome to another installment of the Business Beyond Usual podcast. We realized Ann Arbor may have missed your vacation list, so we gathered a few people here today to have a conversation around just living in Ann Arbor uh, and to give you some insight from people who decided to make this uh, their home. So before we take off, I want to encourage everyone to, to definitely be in touch with us. We want to hear from you to create a more interactive experience. This is our podcast for you. Um, so feel free to shoot us a message at bbupodcast at umich.edu. I know I could talk a little fast sometimes, so I'll repeat that. That's bbupodcast at umich.edu. Ask us questions, suggest episode topics, or just say hello. Also, comment, subscribe, share, and like this podcast. We genuinely appreciate your support and look forward to continue to deliver fun and relevant topics for you. All right, so let's do this. Uh, so let's just go around for a quick you know, roundtable of introductions so you all know who's in the room with me. Uh, so can you please just share who you are, uh, where you lived as an adult? I know you all lived in a few different places. So where you lived as an adult and uh, your first memory of Ann Arbor and why it stuck with you. I want to start here on the left. Sure. Uh, so I'm Gaurav Thir. Uh, I'm originally from India, uh, from Jamshedpur in India. And I was living in New York before business school. And then uh, my first memory of Ann Arbor is actually uh, during GBR. But uh, yeah, so I went to uh, Skeeps, which is this place called Scorekeepers. Oh, uh, and uh, for those of you listening to this, you will know what Scorekeepers is soon. But uh, I think I, I went to buy a round of drinks and the bartender was $16. And I, I was living in New York at that time. So I thought it would be $16 per drink. It was actually $16 like dollar, for like yeah. six drinks or something. And I was like, all right, I'm coming to school here. For sure. <laughs> I can get lost in some of that too. We're definitely going to talk about what, what some of that ski stuff. when want to get through the introduction stuff. Yeah, so um, my name is Sabina Kamara. Um, before Ann Arbor, I was in Maryland, um, worked in D.C., and my first memory of um, Ann Arbor, very similar to Gaurav, but it has to do with GBR and the bus. Oh, the yeah, bus. the bus. Yeah, the um, bus is so awesome. that was like the first introduction to kind of like what fun could potentially look like um, in Ann Arbor, specifically at Ross. So that was it was a great time. Okay, so before you go here, I want to quickly level say here, the bus is this uh, kind of tailgate experience we have here at Ross. It's literally a bus. Uh, it's a whole DJ and the crew of people who kind of gets you hyped, a uh, few kegs. And, uh, just a fun place for us to kind of get together uh, around. Fo- football's pretty big around here, and uh, we do it a lot in for a few other special occasions as well. But that's the bus for the listeners who's not familiar. Uh, my name is Ivan Aragon, or Ivan, whichever you prefer to call me. Uh, most of my adult life, I lived in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, my first memory of coming to Ann Arbor, uh, I came for a prospective student weekend in October. And the first place I went to after taking a red eye here, it was this awesome breakfast spot on the south side of Ann Arbor. Uh, and I frequented that often after being here. Gotta love a good brunch. Yeah. Brunch is important. That's one of the things I didn't, you know, I was a little worried about. I moved to uh, Ann Arbor from Houston. I'm originally from New York. Pretty much grew up in North Carolina, though. Um, but one thing I really loved to do in Houston was go to brunch. I love catching the bottomless spots and just getting together with my friends and that, that camaraderie on the, on the Sunday. Uh, typically, I do the Sunday brunches. That was important. And I was a little like, hey, I'm coming to Ann Arbor. Will they have that there for me? And I've definitely found my fair share of brunch spots. Um, and so I guess while we're talking about food, it could be a natural segue to, you know, talk about your favorite brunch spot. So uh, where, where were you at? Where, where'd you go? Uh, Nick's Pancake House. Nick's Pancake House. Where's that? I've never been there. Wow. Uh, Nick's Pancake House is, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, down south of Ann Arbor. I guess it's southwest of Ann Arbor uh, on the southwest side. Uh, and it's just a local place. Do they have some savory options? I tend to like savory your, things. It's like your local diner type of place that 
has uh, very good food for a really good price. Uh, and so you could get like a really good breakfast skillet for like less than ten bucks. Mm. Good food and good uh, price checks. Off yeah, all the no, I'm not there. make a note of that one. What are we going? Why have I never been? Invited? It's kind of a little hidden. You know? <laughs> I like want to keep it hidden. <laughs> like Ivan's just hiding everything from everyone. Like all of the good spots. <laughs> I tried to go to a football game, uh, and I called to say like if I could make a reservation. Like, and they're like, no, and we're gonna get super busy. So, okay. <laughs> Should get your name up on the list. menu, maybe. maybe like an <laughs> Ivan sandwich or something, like a big-ass sandwich. <laughs> I'd eat it. So, find any favorite brunch yeah. spots around here? Um, so, I love Isolita. Um, mm. So, it's like a Mexican uh, place. Where, is, where are these stuff? Yeah. Like yeah. You haven't gone? Is no. It? I don't know which which um it's street. Right money. Yes, right. So it's a oh, sister okay, company. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. They got the tapas and all. Yep. So they have tapas. So it's tapas style food, but it's like amazing. So they have like plantains. They have like all of these like cool guacamole mixes. Um, their drinks are not expensive, so like you can still get bottomless mimosas, or you can get like whatever you want, and you still kind of walk out of there feeling that you know you've done well. Yeah. Um, I mean, bottomless is a requirement. Yeah, and then it's like it's, it's like a tapas style, um, style type of place. So um, I normally go there with like a group of people, like maybe like five to six people, and like typically I'll spend like maybe like twenty bucks. Um, yeah, uh, I think I really like the branch at Cafe Zola. It's, okay, it's a little bit uh, hard to get like a place on like a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I really enjoy that spot. I think it's a great uh, it's a great date spot as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A great spot to go with friends. Yeah. It also Definitely. has a really good um spiked cider. It I don't does? know if you've tried it. It's so good. Yeah? I yeah. Just it's like it. very warm spiked cider and it's like it's that time you, like, of year the for fuzzy. It, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know me, I, I'm big on, you know, obviously I like to eat, but you probably couldn't tell looking at me. Um, but I do. <laughs> And I like to find hole-in-the-wall spots, just little hidden gems, little pockets hidden away there. Um, so you might have to come up with some of your secrets there, but just really quickly, what is, like, your favorite kind of hole This is such a college town, hole-in-the-wall, little hidden gem spot that's not, you know, this big kind of, you know, big brand of a restaurant. My favorite is this place called Mi Compadre, and it's a Mexican food restaurant uh, that is literally a hole-in-the-wall. It's... It's next to like this karate studio and next to this like methnasium. And uh and there's just a small sign on the outs on the side of the street and you really have to see the sign from a certain angle to see the restaurant. Yeah, they got some good tacos. Yeah, they have tacos. They, mm-hmm. they got really good Mexican food. Uh I mean it's not LA or anything like that, but it's probably the most authentic I'm Mexican, so it's probably the most authentic Mexican food I've I had. Mentioned, if you if really you're, close. If, if Iban is Suggesting the Mexican restaurant, I'm running to the bank with it. A guy loves to eat, he loves to go. He's from Chihuahua, Mexico. I, if he, he gives me that stamp, I'm going. I'll tell you one of the things I definitely missed about Houston was like, I, I need to find my street tacos. And we got cantina and things like that, but I'm still looking for that really, really authentic Mexican taco. Um, so definitely we'll have to check that place out. Your hidden gym is no longer hidden. The world's hearing about this right now. Uh, you know, I'd love to like give them props. They're, they're amazing. We had them for, we had a Hispanic Business Student Association event here. And we were able to uh, get them to cater the food. What's your favorite dish from there? What's your go-to? From there, uh, the, it's a chile relleno, which is a poblano pepper stuffed with cheese with a sauce on top and rice and beans. Sounds tasty. It's, it's, it's a pain to make at home. I mean, I like to cook, but it's a pain to make. Yeah, yeah. And so when you could get it at a decent price, it's a... 
It's a good deal. I'm, I'm hearing that a lot. Decent price, reasonably priced. That that seems to be one of the themes that's standing out about Ann Armour. I'm in the NBA. <laughs> We're still students. We absolutely are still students. Uh, definitely. Oh, man. Uh, my bank account's fussing at me right now. Yeah. Uh, Sabina, yeah. hole in the wall spot. Come on, give off your secret right now. She's going to struggle. She's not the hole in the wall. I feel like she's about to say Jamaican jerk kid and call that the hole no, in the wall not. spot. Shout to the W. <laughs> Garb, I'm so disappointed in you. Um, I actually do have one, but I'm not going to share the name with you. Ooh. Because Will you tell us it about it at amazing. least? Um, so it's this Chinese place um, on State Street. That's the most you will know. And um, it's very authentic in the sense that, like, the moment I walked in there, there were, like, international students from China there. It's okay. very, like, low-key. The food is amazing. And, like, um, I think it's, like, a husband and wife type of um, venue. So it's super small. Um, I mean, Brenda's coming to town. You gotta. I'll tell Brenda. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't tell Cara. <laughs> but um, I know it's, Chinese food. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I'll I'll slide you the info, Cara. Right. You should. Gara but... and I. I think one day we went and had this whole family style Chinese <laughs> dinner. We just start order. Everyone yeah. just ordered one thing off the menu, and we kind of. It's just really did good. It, so. it was. It's really good. Like it's like super authentic. So I've tried like just about everything on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I like to eat by myself. So like just randomly, like if I get like a taste for something. I'll just walk over there and just like sit down and eat and then go do some work. It's amazing. So Chinese food, hole in the wall. Email me if you want the information, but I'm not telling the rest of the school this information. Mm. I mean, I don't know. We're pretty smart people around here. I think (laughs) you gave enough clues (laughs) that we can be able to figure this out. I got my Google search search ready. Is it a little SEO? Street Chinese. State Street Chinese. All is coming. I'm going to text you the name of this spot when I identify it. It will be by the end of the day, I bet you. I won't tell the world, though. I'll just go myself. How about you, Garaf? Um... So, I cook a fair bit, but I still do. don't think I can get enough of Indian food. So, uh, I think probably Madras Masala. It's, uh, it's a good Indian spot. Um, it's, again, we keep coming back to scorekeepers because that's center of life, but it's, like, right adjacent to yeah. Skeeps. Mm. Uh, it's really good, uh, pretty authentic Indian food. Okay. Um, it's a good spot. Pretty cheap as well, again, coming back to that. I think it's, like, an $11, $10 lunch buffet, eat all you want. So, wake up, work out, and then go and, like, have a... I mean, never told me about this. I've been asking you about Indian food for how long? All right, that's what we're doing this podcast. (laughs) I guess. It took a podcast for us to, you know, connect like this, huh? Um, So I kind of the one to kick this uh, this segment was about day-to-day life in Ann Arbor, but you mentioned the food, so I just roll right into the restaurant thing because I absolutely wanted to cover the food topic. But uh, to go a little more high level here, you all come from different places. Um, You have the international flavor from India, but also New York. You kind of got the DMV area. You spent some time in New York as well. Kind of got a little small townish feel. I don't want to call Arizona small, but you know, come on, compared comparatively speaking, we just we just talking about New York and DC. If you're from Arizona, DC, you got to come to us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually, I really. Want to go to Arizona? I heard it's a really, really pretty place, and so you guys have been. a good time. I've never, never been. been, but this is I've a, never been either. We'll talk about that later. Let's keep it on Ann Arbor here. Um, so, just you know, just briefly speak. How does living in Ann Arbor compare to you know where you've lived? You know, what are some of the things that you were surprised about? You know, with being here, and you know, some of the things you kind of miss about home, but maybe found here. Just you know, how does it compare being here? Um, so yeah, I can I can kick us off on that. So I think uh, Ann Arbor is a university town, and just because of the way this town is designed, it's kind of designed around stu- the student life. So whatever you do, it's kind of at the end of the day, you will have a lot of other students, and there's a lot of like the collegial environment over yeah, there. I mean, 
and i really enjoy that uh, i feel like in in new york particularly it's it's easy to sometimes disconnect from the real world uh, but with ross what happens is just because of the size of ann arbor you kind of run into your friends in different kind of bars and even if i'm pick any restaurant and go right now i'll know a few people and it like just makes firstly the adjustment easier as an international student but also like i feel like develops like a good bond between the class cuz you spend two years literally with each other yeah. so that's what i really enjoy and like i'm going to san francisco after this and i kind of worry about getting lost back into the sea of people no that's honest i think there's something to be said about that when i'm just thinking about kind of my b school application process and how i looked at it in schools and you know where i was going to apply to or i was not i didn't apply to schools in any big cities um i'm kind i wanted that feel i felt for me that i can be comfortable at times with who i am and i wanted this experience to be something where i stepped out of my comfort zone and engaged with you know audiences and people who have great experiences that i typically just from my day to day life just routine just wouldn't come across and i felt that if i was in like new york or chicago one of these big cities you know once classes out i could very you know quickly yeah. just shoot off and go do my thing um and so you know it was very intentional for me you know to pick something like that so definitely i, I was Cool to hear you mention that because you know it's it's, it's something to be said about it. And I think that's a, a asset of in armor, uh, or at least going to school in armor, being able to connect with your community like that. I mean, I would have never run across you on a block in Houston, right? But yeah. you know, <laughs> you're one of my favorite guys here, right? And so, um, you but know, he I, never told you about Madras masala. But he did, so maybe he's, he's lost a few points. You know, you're say, right? I mean, maybe Chow's taking the title now. All right, we're working on. We got some time. <laughs> So Sabina, Ann Arbor versus the DMV, yeah. even compared to New York as well, kind of just the big city versus Ann Arbor. And yeah. What's that like for you? Yeah. So I feel like living in Maryland, um, it's pure suburbia. So like you have to drive everywhere to get to like the nearest whatever. Um, I worked in D.C. So like that was, you know, a little bit more, I guess, accessible as far mm-hmm. as mobility goes. Um, but coming to Ann Arbor, it was like you have a small city town. I don't know how to explain that, but everything is super walkable. Um, if you need to Uber, it's only because it's raining or it's cold outside. That happens. Um, yeah, so, and it's like, I live like a few minutes away from the downtown area and there's like several restaurants and bars and like um, Garv was saying, there's always at least a classmate in one of those bars um, and everyone's kind of down to go type thing. And then outside of just like the the fun, you know, the the social hour. There's also, um, like, a few, like, natural things you can do here. Um, I think it's, like, the abor- abord? What was Arboretum. It oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the flower place. place. Yeah. The plant place. <laughs> where, you can go, where you can go and, like, you know, see nature, do whatever you want to do. But essentially, like, there's so many things happening here. Um, there's, like, some cute, like, festivals that I believe happened, like, during, like, um, like the springtime when, like, everyone's off for map. I was local. Um, so there was an opportunity there to like kind of see Ann Arbor in a different light when like most of like my classmates were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a really good transition. And I have to say, though, I was really excited to get back to Ann Arbor after interning in New York this summer because like everything is so busy in New York. Yeah. Like you get lost, like how Gaurav was saying, you can get lost so easily in a sea of people. I don't know if I need to be more busy during yeah. these years. So, <laughs> I'm definitely more than busy. Yeah, so it's just like coming back here, it just felt like, I don't know, I just felt so much more relaxed, like just coming from like that big city feeling. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it, again, like it just speaks to like, doing your MBA in, like, a smaller city town as opposed to, like, a larger city where, again, you feel kind of lost. Like, there's a lot of FOMO going on because there's yeah. so much happening in the city. Yeah. But, like, here it's, like, yes, there's FOMO, but it's not as, like, major as, like, city FOMO. And I think just to just to add to that, I also uh, think that we 
are a lot more productive because everything is like a 10 minute walk away yeah. so i'm not spending like 45 minutes getting here it's or something it's just like yeah. 10 minutes if it's really far it's 15 minutes so it's just like i think i'm way more i have more time in my day to do constructive things that's the first mm-hmm. thing i never accounted for that yeah that's definitely should that's be accounted point. for yeah i think to that point though as well uh because a lot of people are used to traveling like 40 45 minutes uh sometimes we we forget that we were used to that yeah and so If you want like a big city experience, you can go to Detroit in 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's a commute is, right there. Yeah, which yeah. is a commute that everybody used to take before coming here. Even though sometimes as students we go like that's a long way because we're you got used yeah, to the 5 yeah. 10 minutes, minutes, right? Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's, relative. Relative. Yeah. it's relative. But it's just it's relative once you look at it, right? And so, uh I like for me I've I really enjoyed uh, I've described uh Ann Arbor as a nice city suburb. Uh We just have the downtown area of a good suburb, a good sized suburb with mm-hmm. great restaurants, but you have everything else around it that you can get away as well. So kind of the best so, of both worlds you can take uh, advantage of, huh? The small town life and the city life when you wanted it. Right. Like in the, you know what, if you want to go try something new, like you could uh get in your car or if you don't have a car, there's like every ride sharing app here and every uh zip car, yes. Maven, everything. Maven Uh, and you could go drive 20 minutes and get to somewhere completely new with a new restaurant with a new life or a new thing to do. Uh and again 20 minutes sometimes seems like a long time if you're used to 5 minute walks. Yeah. But it's relative, right? Like 20 minutes is not a big deal. Yeah, and, so, and it, yeah, and then also thinking about proximity to like lake towns. So like yeah, you have like yeah, upper like, straits, like you know, Traverse City and stuff like that. So if you have classmates who have cars and it's just kind of like I know for our section there was um uh one student, she commutes back and forth um Jess. Jess yeah. And um she basically oh, Garv and uh Jamel and I were in the same section. Sorry, Evan. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. But um yeah, but Jess invited like people even outside of the section as well to um go to Upper Straits to like her home and she lives like on the lake. Um so it's like really cool to like have classmates who know um Michigan. um outside of just Ann Arbor so mm-hmm. you get to like have the experience of going to like a lake town and like you know kind of hanging out by the lake do water activities if that's something that you're into or if you're not used to it um like still push yourself to do that because you have classmates who are like really good at those things but they're um interested in of course like helping you kind of explore those new territories so it's been really cool Yeah, you see, y'all bring up a something I definitely want to kind of just touch on really fast. You seem kind of surprised about the place, and you also seem that there is some things that may be misconceptions about the place as well. So let's just directly talk about it, address it. That is the question on the table. What is your biggest surprise about Amherst being your biggest surprise about Ann Arbor after being here? I can't get that out. Um, you know, you, you you did the research. You, you you had in your mind what you thought this place would be. What was a surprise for you? And then also, what's the biggest misconception out there? When you're talking to your family, your friends, and they say X about an army, like, no, no, it's totally not that at all. So, um, so in terms of what surprised me the most, uh, I think when I was trying to make my graduate or my business school decision, I think, like, I had thought, like, I was comparing all schools across, like, the same set of parameters. But then Michigan has this added layer of sports, just last night we were all at the hockey game where we were playing the law school uh, but even if you won, by the way 3-2 yeah, shout out to Ross this school is better than law school <laughs> but yeah anyway coming back to to that so i think uh, just the whole uh, the whole tailgating and going to games and being at the big house which is the largest stadium in the country and just 
just that added layer of school spirit that can unite the whole class because man, of sports. There's no shortage of school spirit. Yeah. Oh man, it's a very we have too much place. school spirit. We love it. <laughs> I mean, I think it speaks to like if you if you were somewhere you didn't like, you wouldn't be speaking out about. It. Sure. I think it speaks to us being happy with our experience. Oh, definitely. And I think like so for me, um, now that I've like had this experience, I can't imagine this experience without football games and hockey games and basketball games and even just even if you're not at the big house, just like you turn ESPN on and you see our school play and you're like, yeah. Get excited. Hopefully you turn it off when we played Ohio State. Yeah. Week, but any other week, tune in. You can edit that part. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess um, kind of to build on Gar's point about the school spirit, that was very surprising to me. Um, so I also went to a Big Ten school. I went to um, University of Maryland. And I mean, yes, the spirit is there, but it's nothing like Michigan, um, I've got to say. And I didn't feel as connected to UMD as I do to Michigan, which is very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because you kind of find that people are more connected to like their undergrad than they are to their graduate program. Yeah, I still yeah. love NC State. Yeah, so like here, I feel so much more connected to like the Michigan brand. And like I understand how this is kind of like a quote unquote legacy school where you have like the alums who have their children or whatever and they choose Michigan because it just makes sense. Like it's just such a great um, atmosphere, it's such a great school. The people are awesome. Um, I have a lot of maize and blue now, and I can't really see my life without like more amazing blue huge. gear. Go blue is global. I yeah. was in like South Korea and Thailand and Same. you know walking around with, on my Amtrak and people are yelling go blue at me. I'm like what? Well, yeah go blue. I didn't know. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear it. kind of caught me off. Yeah and, like I definitely thought like that was kind of over exaggerated like oh not like, at all. The alumni base is truly global. Like, oh, yeah, I know the numbers, but, oh, you may be able to, like, you know, see someone, um, you know, from Michigan at such and such place. I'm like, oh, that's, like, a nice story. Like, thank you for that sell. But literally, like, so I've been, I think I've been to, like, eight countries since we started. And each of those countries, if I had Maize and Blue on um, with the group or whatever, like, there's someone there that's a Michigan alum. It may not be Ross, but they're a Michigan alum, and they definitely just want to stop and say go blue and, like, see which program you're in, yeah. ask how the school's doing. And then, like, it's just a, such a cool connection that you kind of have just off of the strength of wearing maize and blue and being a part of this community. So Absolutely. it's great. We definitely rack up a lot of stamps right here. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in detail a little later. Um, but, Yvonne, what's the, you know, the biggest misconception when you're talking with you know, your family? Ann Arbor is this, and you're like, no, no, it's not. I think uh, one of the biggest misconceptions, so like I'm, I come from an immigrant family, as I mentioned, and is that there's no diversity in Ann Arbor. Mm. That is a big no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That way. Yeah, That's a is. big misconception that people think this is a southeastern Michigan yeah. town and the boonies. Oh, Number one, I, I explain how it's not in the boonies, but, <laughs> uh, but I think that's a misconception throughout the country, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing I know about Ann Arbor is Michigan football sometimes. Uh, but it's a pretty diverse place. Yeah. Yeah, you got, is, you got everything. Is. You have all kinds of people that come here. Even in the undergrad populations, it's it's fairly diverse, uh, and and I think that surprises a lot of people. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I actually hadn't heard that. So it's great you brought it up because I think it's like extremely diverse. It definitely yeah. is. So, yeah, it definitely I, I, is. Man, just the other day, I just washed your curtain. By the way, I would give it back to you. you know, not too long ago. It's a Diwali gift for you. Oh, it was a gift. Yeah. I can keep it. Yeah. Next time you go this to Madras, you back Masala my I was about to say, I just I just did laundry. It was there where I was gonna fold it up for you real nice. I haven't folded my clothes yet, so it's still in the That's okay. that, but Oh thank you. You're of nice. Course. You're a nice guy. All right, one thing that didn't come up, but I'm sure it's on everyone's mind. Well, maybe not extrapolate. It was definitely on my mind, heavy, when I came here. As I mentioned, I was living in Houston before I came here. 
Didn't need a jacket. I'm in January and, and you know. Yeah, <laughs> the weather, man. Let's talk about the weather. Let's get the elephant out uh, of the room. It's um, not that bad, guys. Like, you get so used to it. So I'm from the East Coast. So in Maryland, of course, there's snow. It gets cold, but it's very similar. So, like, if you're from, like, the D.C. area, um, you're used to kind of, like, quote-unquote snow there, which rarely happens for, mm-hmm. like, until, like, a month. But it's really not that cold. Like, you get used to it very quickly. I think your body, you'd be surprised at how easily your body kind of acclimates to the change. Yeah. Um, I just remember, like, it came to a point in, like, middle of January, um, super, super cold, and I was wearing a light jacket. And I thought to myself, like, wow, Sabina, it's, like, 25 degrees out here, and you're fine. Like, your body just gets used to that so quickly. I mean, looking around the room right now, I don't see any big, heavy no. coats. There's definitely a lot of light coats here. And what's, um, the, what's the temperature? Is it, like, 35? 28. See, there you go. I think it was around the time I left. Not too bad at all. Yeah, and we have two other people here. <laughs> you were in Arizona. Let's hear about this. How are you dealing I'm with right. them in India? So I don't know <laughs> who should go first, but like, Evan, mind you. I'll tell you what, though, and... You get used to it, like Sabina mentioned, uh, but it's bearable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is certainly the aspect of, like, when you're from Arizona, there's a typical meme that gets shared about this time of the year all the time through your social media that has one picture on the side of, like, the way snow looks from Arizona <laughs> and then the way, like, it actually is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it looks really pretty. But it, it's bearable. Like, you, it's not snowing every day, Right. Uh, there is, it is, does get cold, yeah. uh, but you're going to be wearing a jacket yeah. and you're going to be inside all day anyway. Yeah, exactly. And so. Speaking about the picture piece as well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I mean, I've been around snow, um, but it's been a while, right? I was in New York when I was younger. Uh, snow sometimes in North Carolina, definitely not in Houston. Most we got was kind of ice. It's kind of scenic. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty. Yeah. It's very pretty. And Armory's a beautiful town. I love it. I think it's like when I look at I, I, obviously I'm watching it from inside my house. I'm not standing outside of snow, but just watching the snow come down yeah. and seeing that's the picturesque. It's very picturesque. Yeah. 200-year-old buildings, these historic buildings, it's quite the, scene. the snow. It's quite the scene. Yeah. We go back again to the distances, right? Because everything is so close, it doesn't feel yeah. like you're, you're it, does, it doesn't feel like you're trudging through the hills and the mountains inside. to get to class. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, I'm going to walk to class or yeah. drive <laughs> there or yeah. whatever. Like, it's, it's like you're making it. Yeah, like get a yeah. nice pair of like, you know, snow boots, whatever will make you comfortable to walk. Get a coat that will make you feel like you're warm. And like, there's, it's, they don't take long to clear the roads even. It's like once the snow hits, generally it's gone. So by the time, like, you're up and ready to go to class, like, you know, the sidewalks are clear. At least the road is clear. So you can get there where you feel like you don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to slip and slide. I have to get through, like, you know, yeah. inches of snow to get to class. Like, it's a clear pathway. All you have to do is just walk. And it's definitely something to be prepared for. I know yeah. for me, I, br- I brought a, you know, I definitely brought a nice winter coat. I got some nice winter boots. For me, I tend to think I'm stylish, but it also becomes a uh, crutch for me at times. Like, oh, it's snowing outside. I could just throw in the boots and the jacket, and no one's going to say, you know, anything about it. So I guess it's a little kind of trivial there, but that's a benefit I like. So comparing India. So, what's up? I think you bring up a good uh, segue with the jacket. So, when I came from India, my family was like, it's really cold in Michigan. Why don't you take this jacket? And you can imagine what Indians think for winter. (laughs) (laughs) That was like probably like a fall jacket over here. I was like, mom, this jacket. Is it the blue, the amazing blue jacket? No, that's my ski jacket. Oh my God, I remember seeing you that so many times. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I need to buy some jackets. Looks like feedback's yeah. coming out. No, sir, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um, but yeah, I think uh, 
I I don't find the winter as hard. It's not my favorite season, and I I think that's fine. But I think just because I'm only out for like ten or fifteen minutes a day, which is basically commuting from home to school or from like home to a bar or something, wherever mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym, and uh, it's it's not that bad. Like if you get clad, it it just like doesn't feel that much. So yeah, I think it's just something you need to plan for. But I don't think you should over-index. And lastly, I think there's not much wind. And I yeah, find that yeah. to be a game changer because you know windy, when I am yeah. in Chicago, I do feel really cold because it is really windy. Yeah. But here it's kind of like a, it's like a s- still cold. It's not like wind in your face, and I think that makes it a little more bearable, Absolutely. at least for me. Unless Absolutely. of course you're riding a bird, like oh, up and down, yeah. like then the Are wind they safe will hit in you. The, in like the ice and stuff, won't you like skid? I remember one the other day. Yeah, my knuckles yeah. get really like, cold. I gotta wear yeah. gloves with them. The wind gets sure, like, kind of just like like the snow coming. That's Probably out. Yeah. Seasonal business model. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of that, I almost uh, <laughs> seasonal business. Model. Yeah, business kids. <laughs> I almost ended up on the meme the other day though. I was riding the bird to class, and uh, as I mean, I didn't have any gloves on, and so the, my knuckles were getting really cold. And I tried to put one hand in my pocket and do it. We got a little, wow. <laughs> we got a little wobbly there. Sorry. Right, let's do this right. We just gotta suck it up. It's, it's, it was right there, so it was cool. But I'm actually. Um, that's kind of response I was imagining will come, but so for everyone out there listening, I did not share much of anything. I wanted a very authentic conversation for you all. I don't want anyone to feel like I got to come in here and paint Ann Arbor like this. I want to hear your raw, authentic thoughts on Ann Arbor, and um, you know that's kind of my take on the winter as well. It's definitely very bearable uh, coming from Houston. You heard it coming from India. You heard it coming from Arizona and in cold places as well. You're not spending too much time outside. I throw my jacket on. I'm warm in that. And, you know, just dress for the weather and you'll be just fine. And again, you're not taking class outside. And so. All right. So before we move on, though, I want to take a quick moment to give a shout out to uh, one of today's sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Detroit Revitalization and Business, commonly known as Detroit R&B. Detroit R&B's mission is to connect the University of Michigan students with Detroit evolving business and the community landscape. The club does this in three ways. First, they do uh, impact projects, some definitely really cool projects. They are like semester-long consulting uh, with local Detroit organizations, very impact-focused around the city of Detroit to solve business problems from the business students. Uh, Second, they do a lot of mentoring. Uh, Partner with the Jalen Rose Academy, they do some pretty cool things connecting the MBA and BBA mentors to the high school-age mentees, kind of bringing around and showing them what life can be like in college and exposing them to those things. And then they also do a lot of community engagement and events. The clubs host uh, everything from bar crawls to to walking tours, volunteer days, and speaker series. So uh, Detroit R&B definitely helps raw students see all the awesome things the city of Detroit brings and has the offer is definitely a part of who we are in our community uh, and thank you detroit r&b for sponsoring today's show yay <laughs> <laughs> all right let's switch gears a little bit let's switch gears a little bit so we've talked about ann arbor we've been in the ross bubble we call it the ann arbor bubble at times you definitely you know just just want to get away um, and so I want to talk about some of your experiences around the region and there locally. So I know you mentioned earlier that you hopped in the car and could take a 20 minute trip there uh, somewhere just to do something. Uh, you know, you mentioned that it's not definitely regional, but I definitely want to get out that you can, you know, definitely come here and get to where you want to go. You talk about your, you know, kind of the eight stamps you have. And I know not you specifically, um, but your roommate just did this really cool trip to the to the UP, the Upper Peninsula. It's kind of that little thing hanging off the top of Michigan that you might not realize is a part of the state. A little closer, though, what did you do 20 minutes from here when you went away earlier? Uh, I go salsa dancing a lot. This guy is the man. Oh, he's yeah. such about... a good dancer. <laughs> so we have a, a chat dancer. for, ch- for we, salsa yes. dancing. We... You started, right? What is your Instagram handle called? 
the salsa dancer. The salsa dancer. I'm telling you what, they love someone who can follow dance. They want. I was just about to say, I was about to get so many followers. It's gonna blow up. And DMs. I'd like to talk to you about Ross specifically salsa. I'm still waiting on my lessons, man. I, I told Yvonne before I even got here. We we knew each other applying to business school, and I knew he liked to dance. And I was like, I gotta learn this thing. And then find out we're both coming to Ross, and like, yo, we definitely, you definitely gotta show me how to you know move my feet like you do that, man. Um, and so that's what hasn't happened. And so I'm I'm charged. I'm putting this to you right now. This goes. I feel like everybody's catching in charge right now. You caught one for the restaurant across from Skeeps, and we still, I still don't know how to salsa. And so and we have to figure this out. My list on you. I have a long list on. I got a whole PDF on him. Yeah. <laughs> what he hasn't mentioned is that I invited him out and he hasn't come. Yeah, oh. he has an entire chat. Why would I mention that? Join. <laughs> no, but like there's a ton of like uh good salsa places uh around here. Uh there's two in on Arbor proper. Uh there's a bar Louis that does a Latin night on Friday nights. Uh, and then there's a dance studio that uh, does lessons and socials every uh, every Saturday. Uh, the socials are twice a month. And people come from 20, 30 minutes away to the socials to that place. It's a pretty popular place. Uh, but then, like, you could just go out to uh, some of the suburbs of Detroit or Detroit proper and, and find a salsa place and enjoy the night away. And yeah. there's a good salsa community here as well. That, and that, that is something, I think, going back to the unexpected part. Uh, I thought coming, there's a really good community in Phoenix that I was really excited, like that you could find dancing every night of the week. Uh, I That's one of the things I looked for at every business school I visited. Yeah. To see like where, 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 where how the salsa on? scene yeah. was. You know, we all have our things, right? That's why it's important for you, make sure uh, you can have that. And so uh, it was really welcoming here to find that out. And most of the dancers that I've met here in the area are not salsa snobs. They're like good open mm. people that... Salsa snob, I'm not familiar uh, it's some, sometimes we call it salsa snobs where like they're like, oh, if you're not good, at, if you're not to my level, I won't dance with you. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but most of the people here are like you would expect any Michigander to be very Jackie's old, very yeah, open yes. and very like and I know snobs. Midwest, yeah, you know, hospitality, <laughs> right? You have your outliers, of course, but for the most part, people are really nice. How about how about you, Garv? How you know? Tell me about the your last trip away from Ann Arbor. What was the catalyst for you leaving? Just tell me, you know. So How often you leave? What's going on? Yeah, last week. Uh, so I'm I'm also part of. I'm the president of the Mason Brew, the beer club on campus. And just last week, we had organized this uh, bus trip up to Grand Rapids, which is uh, I would say beer capital of of America, or that's at least my view of it. <laughs> so that matters uh, within the Ross bubble. <laughs> Everything <laughs> in Michigan's best. But uh, yeah, so we we hired this bus and uh, we took all our members out. We went and visited some microbreweries, Founders, which is a pretty yeah. big brewery now. So we yeah. saw how they do it. So so that's been fun. Um, I I think like all of us travel a lot. Detroit's forty minutes away. People say that's really far. I mean, from where I lived in New York, Laguardia, or JFK, were much more than forty minutes away. So I just feel like. I don't know, just because it's in, yeah. My pops lives in New York, and his commute to work is over an hour every day, and that's just life. Everyone actually in that house. My, you know, my, my mom's hers. It's about two hours. She's right, you know, downtown New York, exactly. and they're doing that daily just to go to and from work. So 40 minutes is not that bad when we think about it. I got to start putting that in perspective more because I'm <laughs> definitely a part of the crowd, like, oh, Detroit's far, oh, 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely in that crowd. Uh, for sure. So, like, 
Coming here, I know that you have a lot of like regionally focused things. I, for example, um, I spent a lot of time growing up in Wilmington, North Carolina, small town, southeast coast of North Carolina, and we used to go to the Arboretum and things like that. They had these things called like Venus flytraps, and I should think they were everywhere, right? And then I get older and I come to find out that's only in southeast North Carolina, just mm. very specific places of the world. But I thought it's universal. We went and picked strawberries, right? And I get here, and I'm starting to hear about kind of the apple picking and the cider and things. So can you maybe speak about some of the unique experiences that you felt were, you know, unique to the region that you didn't experience in other places you've lived? I can kick us off with uh, whirly ball. Whirly ball. Whirly ball. I have no idea about what whirly ball is. But for those of you who don't know what whirly ball is, basically it's a a mix of uh, bumping cars. What do you call that? You call it bumping cars in India. So you're bumping cars and uh, basketball, but you have a net. So basically, in it's lacrosse. like a lacrosse. Yeah. So it's just like uh, five on five where you have to basically obstruct by crashing into the other person's car and you have to shoot lacrosse I goals. can see you being pretty devious at that. Like oh, you're probably more focused on hitting people than getting the ball. Yeah, the of course. Got to win, right? So <laughs> some of us take the players out and some of us Solid strategy, huh? We all have a role to play on the team. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I would say worldly ball. Okay, any regional experiences for... I think definitely from the, the whole Apple culture was huge. Like, I, I I guess I assume people pick Apple. I just never thought about it. But yeah. everyone going was like, oh, you got to get some cider. Uh, and that was not a thing for me. You mentioned kind of the hot cider earlier. Or yeah. like uh, the Coney dog. Uh, that's more, I guess, kind of Detroit. than there. But the, the hot dogs they do with the... Was it like kind of the chili, this and that? And this. Yeah. The Coney Islands everywhere, which kind of blew me. I'm like, Coney Islands is a place in New York, but no, that's... They love the Coney dogs there. The cherries. The cherries. Uh, Mackinac Island fudge. Oh, Mackinac Island fudge is really good. Yeah. yeah. Mackinac yeah. Island's a place about four hours away from here. That is pretty nice, and you can look it up, and there's a, it's a pretty vacation spot, uh, but they make some amazing fudge there, and obviously all of Michigan has it. Uh, okay, so definitely all right, another experience that was unique for me, definitely not to the region, but unique for me. And I think it's something we all did. We'll see. But I'm thinking about the ski weekend at Boyne, mm-hmm. oh, um, kind of wow. northern Michigan. That was I never skied. Yeah. Uh, never crossed. It's one of those things where I came to business school to take on new experiences. And next thing I know, I'm going down some slopes. I was on the bunny slopes for a little bit, uh, but I made it off that, I think, fairly quickly. And I left with my fair share of scars. But Definitely really enjoyed that and made sure I was one of the first people to sign up for it again this year. Um, so did you all do Boyne? I think you all yeah, did. But then doing, and then, Colin, what's your experience like that? Were you snowboarders or, you know, skiers there? And I mean, you talk, you just, you know, speak a little to the experience we can do in the region. Yeah, um, I had never skied before. Uh, there's not much skiing that happens in India. So I, um, <laughs> I, I went up and at Boyne, um, I remember the instructor was like, Pizza! And I was like, hey, I, I got get the it. pizza thing though. I got it on practice. I was like, pizza, I'm a skier. <laughs> and then I would fall and fall. I think I it probably like... It felt stable for me to do the, the pizza thing. I almost felt like, I felt like a professional stop. It felt like it was something on the video game. I was kind of hitting this, you know? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so yeah, so definitely Boyne was fun from like a ski learning experience. But just outside of that, like 700 people... Driving up like what three we hours? We basically just moved the school. Yeah, we moved the school yeah. to we a resort the up north. To, yeah, to the yeah. And what people there like indoor hot tubs, outdoor hot tubs. We were doing like day parties. Yeah. We had our risky business, risky business, which is our Ross MBA band 
they performed one night one night what did we do like uh onesie night i already onesie, bought yeah. you got i got need i need to get on i'm being the grinch this year the grinch <laughs> i was stitched last year i got to i got to step my game up uh, the grinch okay yeah. and, and i had and i had a blast personally at Boeing, uh you know even as a non drinker mm. and so uh it's it, i had it was an amazing time uh and got to be on the tubes for a long time and you know, it is it is a ski resort, but it's you know, it's nothing like out west and this huge mountain. So it's really easy for anybody to go out and, yeah. and ski. It's if you're from like a big place with big mountains, this is more of a hill. Yeah. It's natural <laughs> but, snow. Yeah, natural snow. Yeah. <laughs> I guess kind of re- really quickly, uh, there'd be something I would be interested in hearing about if I was you know thinking about just going coming to a small town and again you know, we talking about having to get out of the bubble sometimes or even go places and travel do you find it fairly easy to travel can you find flights to where you want to go is that how, how what's that travel experience like just getting around and being in this town yeah so it's been really easy um i know like for us like a lot of people like when you're taking international flights we tend to kind of get out of go out of chicago but it's not hard to say okay i have a flight out of chicago who's going around this time and you'll always find at least one other person um who's willing to kind of like take the drive up um so that's like a four-hour drive to o'hare or you can take like an amtrak which is like i think two hours or something like that or like whatever yeah yeah three and a half hours exactly so it's very convenient to get there but there are a lot of flights a lot of international flights too that come out of like detroit Mm -hmm. um detroit is like a huge hub for delta yeah um so it's not difficult to find a flight to wherever you want to go whether it's nationally or international definitely definitely i definitely like to get i do a lot of the I can procrastinate at times. I know I'm going somewhere and not book the ticket, and I get a lot of the last-minute kind of mystery fares from um, Priceline, uh, and typically you can find where I want to go pretty easily, even at the last minute. So that's awesome for sure, especially for the procrastinators out there like me. Um, so we want to switch gears a little bit, but before we do that, definitely want to take some time to shout out our second sponsor here, uh, being sponsored by the Malt and Blue Scotch Society, also known as, I would say better known as, the Whiskey Club. Uh, they work to spread the appreciation of whiskey through the Ross community, uh, weekly taste, uh, excuse me, bi-weekly tastings to try different bourbons, scotches, and other whiskeys while educating members on the characteristics of each brand. This, you know, it definitely is like a... Kind of uh, ecosystem like wine. You can get very, very, uh, you know. Uh, Whiskey Wednesdays. Whiskey Wednesdays, all that dash. Yeah, so, I mean, they do that in addition to the crossover events uh, they have with other clubs, ranging from distillery tours to Detroit. Um, they do some things with tequila as well, so not all uh, whiskey. Um, but if you're interested in learning more about the club, definitely check them out on campus groups or reach out to Ian Charles or, or, or Alan. Um, but a very cool uh, club that they had an event not too long ago, which is a great segue. Whiskey and pies. Whiskey and pies. Did anyone go? I think they were definitely not me. I was out of town that day. <laughs> yeah, so that conflicted with Winter Winderland, I believe. Um, as far Another as, drinking event. Yeah. Tough decisions. Do I go to the wine yeah. event or the whiskey event? Yeah, but some people went to the whiskey event and then came to the wine event. I just decided to go to the wine event, primarily because I had a very long night on Thursday and I needed to and relax on Friday. And not good for health. <laughs> yeah. It's Thursday, a.k.a. Skeeps Thursday. So. Absolutely. I mean, this segment is all about, hey, let's get social. Uh, we're talking about nightlife and dating things, but we mentioned Skeeps, and I tried to hold off until we got to this segment to speak about it. But for those who aren't familiar, uh, Skeeps is short for scorekeepers. This is a local college bar here, and on Thursday, there's a student organization that has a running tab there, and that's kind of the 
the weekend kickoff for us, uh, typically speaking, there aren't any Friday classes. And so Thursday is kind of your Friday, and that's how we, we, we kind of, you know, kind of get together and kick things off. And so speaking of skeeps, I know everyone has a skeep story. I won't say I won't say it has to be embarrassing or fun. I just want to hear a skeep story. Can someone give me a skeep story? Mm. Mm, sound like someone's one though. You trying to pick which one? Yeah. Who's the least options. damaging? Who's got least damaging skeep story? I have so many. But why you think about that? Maybe we go here, share what you want. I know you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, and this is definitely known that um, you're a non-drinker, uh, and so just want you to speak to for the non-drinkers out there. Uh, you know, how do you, what do you, because for a lot of people, and it's definitely not true at all, but there is a conception out there that you need to drink to have fun. And I, I mean, I do drink, but I don't think that's true at all. Um, and so can you kind of speak to things you do socially and how you find and I have to be with there when there is a culture of drinking and that's not your thing? Uh, I, I mean, I go out and have fun, right? And so it's, it's about, for some people, it's about having a drink in their hand. For other people, it's about having the conversations and the relationships. For me, coming to get an MBA was about finding a new network and getting to know the people. And that's one of the attractions of coming to a smaller town. Uh, and so going out, I, I kind of focus on that rather than on what I have in my hand, right? Whether I have a Diet Coke or water or whatever, like, uh, I focus more on, like, talking to people during that regard. And leading yeah. everyone to the salsa dance floor. Hey, yeah. yes, this guy here, yeah. I'm telling you, he rips it. <laughs> I do not understand how he can get his feet to do that. I'm hoping he'll teach me one day. Um, I guess earlier he said that's kind of on me, but we're going to figure this thing out. <laughs> so I guess how would you yeah. all say the nightlife here compares to New York, the DMV, you know, down in uh, Arizona? Uh, how would you compare it? So considering we're doing this, uh, this is an honest podcast. I I don't think like you can compare the nightlife in Ann Arbor to the nightlife in New York. And obviously, nightlife in New York is supposed to be central to the world. Uh, but I think there's it's a different angle over here predominantly because you're doing it with large group of friends. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we did uh, Diwali recently, which is where we we sold about like 650 tickets and we booked this nightclub and we had this really, really <laughs> fun night. So I think it's more about like having fun. Like I don't know when other in my life will I be able to book a nightclub where they're only Rossers and I probably know like most of those 650 people. Yeah. And I think that's what is special for me. Maybe the quality of the clubs are not as good as New York. Uh, but yeah, I think it's great because I have a great time every time. That's yeah. fair. And definitely appreciate the candor. That's what this is about. Yeah. And Very just candid like, conversation. Yeah, and just like Garv said, like you can, there's like, let's say three or primary places we go um out and i i don't know if, well we mentioned it earlier it's like you know that there will be at least one roster there um if not 50 yeah for um, these nightclubs probably like 50, yeah exactly yeah. exactly and it's <laughs> and it's very easy of course to just go into like our larger like you know ross chat and say like who's heading to you know live nightclub who's heading to necto or mm-hmm. who's when are people getting to skeeps um, also, like, in our section, like, we're always in there, like, saying, like, who's here, who's down to do X, Y, and Z. So there's no shortage of, like, fun here. Um, if nightclubs are your thing, we have that. We have a couple. They're not, like how Gar said, they're not comparable to the New York nightclub scene. But there's also, like, really great bars here, too, that have music, and you can have a great time. Um, a lot of great, like, college type Exactly, right? exactly. But it doesn't feel too college Like, yeah. it feels like because the crowd that goes is, like, mostly, like, the MBA students because at that point we're kind of overrunning things. Um, it doesn't feel too college It just feels like you're out with, like, let's say however many of your friends just having mm-hmm. a good time um, and no judgment. So it's been really cool. Yeah. 
I would say if you want the college experience, yeah. oh. you can have that as well. Yeah. Like, there's no, uh, no judging <laughs> that yeah. as well. Seriously, uh, no judging. <laughs> and so, like, you, you could have all the types of experiences that you want here in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, going back, it may not be New York, but you're also not playing New York prices yeah. on a yeah. night out. I'll tell you what, and after so, the tab's up, I typically get the uh, pitcher at Skeeps. It's literally a pitcher that you probably get beer in, mm-hmm. yeah. but I get a gin and whiskey, whiskey ginger ale. That's <laughs> yeah. my type. And it's like $10, $12? Yeah. $12. Yeah, it's not got, And I'm like, it looked like you should be sharing it with everyone, but I kind of moved the straw to the side, and I just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we roll with it. Yeah, and everyone, like again, no one's judging you because more than half of the people there are doing the same exact thing. Uh. Um, so it's been like, I don't know. I feel like Skeeps this year has been amazing. I've been there every Thursday. Wow. You got your, uh, you got every your holiday, uh, it's a holiday edition today. Absolutely do. So I'm oh, excited. Is the winter sweater. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy Skeeps primarily because I know that when I get there, that like the people that I love to interact with are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it's always like going to be a good time if, when I see like the For familiar sure. faces, like it's just great. All right, so you have a friend coming to town. You want to show them the best time in Ann Arbor. Give me the lineup. What are you going to do on that weekend? Give me not just, you know, it have to be the whole club scene. What are you planning for your friends when they come to town? Um, okay, so I can speak to this um, because this actually happened to me over the summertime before I left for New York for the internship. A few of my friends, um, they wanted to see Ann Arbor. So I actually made an itinerary because, you know, now that I'm a business school student, I am very structured. Structured. <laughs> very structured like there is a time and place for everything so it happens um so yeah I built an itinerary and like the first day um we kind of just had dinner so we went to Sava's so I introduced them to Sava's um brunch yeah Sava's um because of course like when you come to Ann Arbor you have to go to Sava's um so we went to Sava's and it was amazing um and then the next day I think we had brunch and then we actually drove to Canada. So we went to Toronto. It's really close. It's like four-hour yeah, drive. Yeah, it's a four-hour yeah. drive. So it was like they came on a Friday. We had, like, some food on, like, the morning. And then we just, like, went up, drove four hours for the, to, like, spend a night in Toronto. So they've never been to Toronto. It was my second time in Toronto because I was here in Ann Arbor. So it's so easy to get there. Um, and then when we came back, we went to the laboratorium. The, the following day, the board. Oh, God damn it. The arb. went to the arb. Jeez. Oh, my Lord. Arb. The arb, the plant place. So we went there. Um, the weather was amazing, so we just kind of, like, hung out. And then we went and, like, I think we took, like, bikes around the city, mm-hmm. um, like, around Ann Arbor, so just so they can get a sense of Ann Arbor. So, like, it was a very short weekend, um, but we were able to go to Toronto, like, kind of see some cool things in Ann Arbor, have some dinner, and it was fun. Awesome. How about you, Iban? Uh, so, interestingly enough, like last year for spring break, I stayed here and I just invited my mom to come over uh, and spent the week here. Uh, and we got to, uh, I think on the lineup for me, would be taking someone to Detroit, uh, to the Institute for the Arts. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a beautiful place. Yeah. You have the Diego Rivera Court in the middle. That is just amazing. Uh, and, then, and then you drive around Detroit, see some of the sights there. Mm-hmm. It would be like half a day, one day. Uh, come back to Ann Arbor, you uh, you could go eat, take your choice, whether it was cheap or middle or more expensive, and <laughs> you, you have that choice, right? And so uh, um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of things that you you can do here. And just to add to that, I forgot one thing. Just walk around campus. Yeah, 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 campus yeah, yeah, so yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. We have some museums on campus too that uh, sometimes even students don't even take advantage of. They're free, uh, and they're just amazing. Absolutely. So kind of on the topic, kind of a little bit of different topic. I know you mentioned you're dating a former roster. Uh, I'm, I myself is single. Uh, so can you all just describe the dating scene around here? Shameless plug. Hey, at <laughs> First Class Mel. Um, <laughs> so describe the dating scene here. And if you know, if you're not comfortable sharing your own dating experience, your friends, you know, kind of what would they say about the dating scene? Uh, and, you know, can you find what you're looking for here? Like, you know, what's the dating scene like? Okay. You want to f- provide positivity? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that it's negative, but... <laughs> sure. Um, so, as as Jamel mentioned, uh, I'm dating someone who was part of the MBA program as well. So, uh, she, was, she was a year senior to me. Um, so, we met at M-Trek, which is... Uh, which is like a trip you do before school starts. So, so that was really fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my experience uh, is very limited because we, we started, started dating soon. So... Uh, maybe someone else can. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you know, huh? Yeah. Fill in the long, longer uh, version of this. Sabina, what's up? What's going on in the oh, dating God. scene? Oh, God. Um, I mean, so, like, honestly, like, last year, I was not thinking about dating. Like, I mean, for me, it was the first year I had a lot of um, goals, um, and dating was not one of it. So I was just like, ah, whatever. Um, this year, it's been more so just, like, having some fun. Like, I just want to get to know people um, and, like, whatever, but I know a lot of my friends have found a lot of great matches on Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, okay, um, Bumble, <laughs> all of these great happened. sites. Do you know what happened? I've never heard of that one. So apparently, like, it's you have to have it in your pocket and the other person has it in their pocket. Oh, you cross paths And something? you cross paths and it, like... What? Yeah, and apparently that works. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of that action happening, and I, I literally, like, a lot of um, the girls that I know, they've they've gotten some, like, really cool matches. So if you're looking to date here, there's opportunity to cross-pollinate outside of the business school sure. if it's not just, you know, the business school. Um, so, again, it just really depends on, like, what you're looking for out of the experience. If you're looking to date, there's something there for – there's someone there for you if you're, at you know, like, consistent – um, but if you're looking to, like, have a good time and meet new people, there's always a lot of people there for that as well. Definitely. I think one thing I add as well, I think something that's pretty cool, not necessarily on the dating scene, but it, it feeds into it, is that Michigan has a lot of graduate programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, you know, I definitely, you, know, like, you can call me a sapiosexual. I, I'm attracted to intelligence. Yeah. Um, and then all these top 10 graduate programs here, yeah. I feel like that's nice, you know, ground to just kind of get out and interact with people. And there are definitely certain events out there that yeah. brings together the you know, the different schools and such, but so definitely wants to and kind of mention just, that. Just, I think you made a great point because I think it's a lot of great grad school programs also, but there's a lot of, like, people who live in Ann Arbor. Uh, as students, we just assume that there are only students in Ann Arbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Google has an office, and yeah. a lot of the people who work in Detroit have people here, and I think because of that, like, there's just another pool of people. Isn't, like, what, Ann Arbor, one of the wealthiest zip codes in the country or something like that? One of the best Michigan. cities to live in the country. Yeah. And Arbor's like in some rankings, is one is the one of the best cities to live in. So the by wealthy, you mean that there's a lot of people here with high paying salaries. So ladies, if you're interested, you can. Or, or, men. or gentlemen, or gentlemen, gentlemen. If you're interested, there's someone who can match you. Anyone for anyone. Calling all the sapiosexuals up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's opportunities for. I think that's one of the misconceptions as well, right? That this is just all university centered. 
but there's a lot of young professionals around. There's a lot of uh, good community around here. Uh, like in my case, I did my internship through, through the summer here in Ann Arbor, uh, and it was really interesting to get out of my bubble, maybe from MBAs, and realize like, well, there's all these amazing people here that I'm meeting uh, that I had uh, maybe ignored. <laughs> do you, do you yeah. feel like it's uh, like through the school year, these people like go inside their houses and don't come out, but like when the students leave, these people like no, I think come out of their I, houses. I, well, now that it's now that I'm back in school, uh, I still see them. Oh, you do? Wow. Yeah. The thing the thing was that maybe, uh, I think during my first year, I had focused too much on just my MBA classmates, mm. right? You get uh, in the bubble. And yeah. so uh, I hadn't looked too much in, outside of that. I think I'm in that bubble. I think, like, most of the people I know I are, yeah. And I try to, you know, I try to actively and consciously kind of get out of it because it's, I can get, com- as I mentioned earlier, I can get comfortable in my routine. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I guess we can, you know, kind of bring things to a tell in here. Uh, I want you all to kind of close with this fun thing here. Just if you had to describe Ann Arbor in one word, just give me that one word. Describe Ann Arbor in one word around the table in closing. I can go first. Um, I think uh, special. Special. Energetic. Energetic. Exciting. Exciting. How about you? I'm going with swanky. Mm. It's a swanky town. Swanky town. All right, so I uh, definitely want to thank y'all for spending some time and you know having this conversation. I definitely enjoyed it, um, and thank you for everyone out there listening. Uh, Business Beyond User was brought to you by the University of Michigan at the Ross School of Business. Executive producers are Sheila Law, Marjace Miles, Christopher Enke, and for this episode, me, Jamel Color. Our team of NBA producers include Adam Foster, Stephanie Simpson, Andreas, Charlie Grant. Dylan Corey and Jason Rock and thanks you to Jonah Brockman for recording and helping with today's episode hanging out in the corner and you know letting us do our thing and until next time I'm Jamel and this is Business Beyond Usual Business Beyond Usual